Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. Good morning, Alan. Claire, this is uh, the most comprehensive report we've seen for quite some time. It goes back to 2021. So uh, at that particular point in time, we would have been at the height uh, of the pandemic, wouldn't we? That's correct, Alan. Um, So it was a year where I suppose it was the last kind of full year of restrictions uh, with regard to COVID. And I suppose that had a, a huge impact on our services even though we continued to provide our counselling to women and men and young people across the county from an online perspective, by phone, and also face-to-face in between the restrictions. This actual report itself, Claire, is it available to the general public? Can people download it? Because it's very comprehensive, and in the time frame you and I have, we'll be able to talk about it, but uh, people really need to read it, don't they? They do indeed, Alan. It's an interesting report, and we will be putting it up on our website in the coming days. Um, So it will be accessible to everybody. And I I think it's important that people in County Wexford get to see it and get to read it to really put a focus and a spotlight on the issue of sexual violence and domestic violence in our county. You've got a frontline team that seems to have strengthened quite a lot. Is this an indication just of how serious the situation has become in County Wexford or how would you describe it? The situation is very serious, Alan. I'll give you a headline statistic, which is, I suppose, I'm looking at a graph here in front of me beside my desk in the office which shows the the number of new referrals to our service from 2013 up to, uh, I suppose, 2021-2022. And there has been a 263% increase in new referrals. That's 263% increase over that period of time, which is quite astonishing, really. Um, So the issue of, of domestic and sexual violence is, 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 I suppose, frightening in our county. Um, I know that we, in 2021, as part of this report, we've highlighted the fact that we have moved from our old premises on Clifford Street to a brand new state-of-the-art facility up here in Modlin Town. And our staff team has practically doubled. And that's, I suppose, uh, a sign of the, the need on the ground that we've had to respond by increasing resources as best we can with the funding that we get. The types of abuse that you're dealing with, because you've just mentioned it there, you're a service for domestic, sexual and gender-based violence. What are you dealing with mostly at the moment, Claire? So I suppose we have uh, the, the nucleus or the core of our services providing counselling to, I said it's mainly about 90% women and 10% men. And we, about two years ago, made a distinction also between the provision of counselling to adults as, as distinct to adolescents. So we have grown a specific adolescent counselling service. And again, there has been a 60% increase in referrals uh, from adolescents from 2020 to 2021. So in the main, we're dealing with a lot of women who are coming forward um, in relation to sexual violence, um, domestic violence in the home. Um, a, A big part of our work is both men and women coming forward about historical child sexual abuse, Um, And again, that growing part of the service, which is young people aged 12 upwards um, who have been impacted also by historical child sexual abuse, but also they're still classified as children because they're not 18. Um, So also familial abuse as well within the extended family home. So really, there's a wide range of um, issues that can be presented here to us. But in the main, as I said, it is sexual violence and domestic violence and gender-based violence. But when they do come to you, what's the process? Well, I suppose a really positive part of our move to the new building here in Modlin Town is that we're more visible to the community. And I think because of that, there are more people now coming 
uh, to the service because they know and they can see that it's in the community and it's available to them. And really all a person needs to do is pick up the phone and ring us. And once they do that, we invite them in to meet um, with one of our staff and they sit down basically and uh, outline what has happened. And that could be something from years ago or it could be something that happened last week or last year. It doesn't matter when it happened. Um, And really once they have had that discussion with the staff member, their name goes on a waiting list to be seen for counselling. And once the space becomes available, really they can attend one-to-one counselling on a weekly basis for as many sessions as they wish. Um, The team here work very hard and give excellent support um, to clients here. And really we're dealing with trauma, trauma that has arisen from sexual violence, um, uh, you know, on a scale. And it can be very, very severe um, and horrific um, but the t- staff team here are excellent. They are and have got years of experience, highly qualified, and they're able to, I suppose, in a sense, support them through that trauma. And whilst they can't change what has happened, they can give them tools and skills to be able to live with it. I, I also want to allude to the link you now have with the Women's Refuge. I spoke to Women's Aid last week on the programme where they talked about another form of uh, domestic violence, economic violence, I think you'd like to point out that you deal with all aspects of of, uh, support, don't you? All aspects. We do indeed. And I suppose as a rape crisis centre, we're quite unique in the sense that we have a very strong local relationship with the refuge in that we are the counselling service for anyone affected by domestic violence, whether they're living in the refuge or whether they're in the community. Um, And that can be a person who, a woman who is in a home where she feels trapped, she doesn't know what to do, she can access counselling with herself and it may help her to make a decision that's appropriate for herself. Um, So we are unique in that we work very closely with the refuge. These figures are 2021. As I said, we were at the height of the pandemic. It was the most difficult times in all areas of Irish life. What are are the indications now, Claire? Are things improving or are they worsening? They're worsening, Alan. I'm again looking at the chart for 2022 figures. And if you remember, it was around October 2021 when the restrictions were lifted and a surge began here in our service that has continued. In 2022, the figures have increased again by another 50%. So this surge in the demand is continuing. And whilst the government are putting a spotlight on the issue, I think more of a spotlight needs to be put on it and more supports need to be put in place. Whilst and I know services have got a small increase in funding we still are struggling with meeting the demand in the county. What is the main point you'd like to get out this morning, please? Well, first and foremost, to say that we are here to support anyone affected by uh, the issues. Our free phone number is one 800 330033 Secondly, I suppose, to highlight the issue to everybody living in the community, that it, it is a huge issue and we need more support, we need more resources. Anyone that can fundraise for us, to help us alleviate the waiting list for people waiting for counselling would also be appreciated. Um, And again, I suppose just to say that our frontline team here are absolutely excellent. We have an education worker who's gone out to the schools to try and help minimise sexual violence through education. Um, We have court accompaniment, we have guard accompaniment as well. Um, So a great team here who are doing very difficult work but doing an excellent job. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran.